After listening to today's Locked On Washington football team podcast, check out Peacock and Williamson NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are your host of this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. It'll help other fans of the team find us just like you did when we are not here Chris can be found with his co-host Pete Methurst over the Team 983 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday on Russell and Methurst. Find that show also on the Odyssey app as well as this show. In writing, Chris is covering your Washington football team on SI.com, on Twitter at Russellmania621. I am on Twitter at DHarrison82 and the show at Pod. Chris, we've been talking for months about speculation, ideas, theories, projections, rankings. We finally have football to talk about as a Washington football team kicked off their preseason schedule with a road loss, unfortunately, but it's preseason. So the losses don't carry over losing 13 to 22 to Mac Jones really. And the uh, new England Patriots. Yeah. Um, and, and really that 22, 13 final score, David, not really indicative of how close the game was because it, it took a Ramondre Stevenson 91-yard touchdown run with just over a minute left after Washington thought they had tied up the game to make the final deficit basically, uh, you know, what, what, what turns out to be a nine-point loss as opposed to a two-point loss. And again, Washington thought they had this game tied up after thinking that they had a two-point conversion <laughs> to Antonio Gandy-Golden, which was initially ruled a catch, then taken away uh, after the NFL uh, and, and Central Command reviewed it. Uh, and so really, I mean, ultimately, the final score, as we all know, doesn't matter. It's really what happened during the game what didn't happen during the game that matters the most. And and I guess I'll take a big picture takeaway of of this. I thought the quarterbacks played pretty okay. I mean, Montez had an interception, which was on a tipped pass uh, because he was jacked up in terms of pressure. And he certainly short-armed it or short-stepped it, didn't really get into his throw. But other than that, I thought Steven Montez actually played fairly well. I mean, in, you know, in extensive garbage time, uh, he led that 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 what we thought was a game time rally. Um, and, and again, didn't I thought he I thought he was good rolling out to his right and throwing accurately for the most part along the sidelines. Uh, which is exactly what happened on the Miller touchdown. And he almost had another completion that looked like a catch, but was in, you know, was ruled not a catch on the sideline and Ron Rivera didn't challenge it. So, uh, you know, to me, I guess the big picture thing that I'll take away and, and then we'll, we'll get to yours is the quarterbacks were, you know, pretty good. I wouldn't say they were perfect, but they were pretty good overall, including Taylor Heineken, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean, I think overall what you see, 
with the Washington football team in this game is you see a team that's very much under construction. You have a lot of talent along the roster, but a lot of new faces, a lot of people playing in new positions. So there's 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 gonna they're gonna need some time to kind of get together and grow together. And that's what you kind of see here is this process of growing. I think, you know, the what you expect to see with the first squad, obviously they look better than pretty much every other iteration. Then as you kind of tick down the depth chart, you kind of see the reason these guys are where they are in the depth chart. Samus Reyes, you know, bringing in some catches and making some plays, but also having to double catch pretty much everything uh, that came his mm-hmm. way just shows that inexperience and, and kind of the work in progress that he really is. So for the most part, you know, it, it's kind of par for the course, what you would kind of expect to see. I think some fans, I did see some social media murmuring, some some disappointment from, from some of the fans. I think that's a little bit of expecting a lot from the, the names on the roster versus understanding how, you know, how the, the mechanics work of actually building the team dynamic. And, and that's something, Chris, that Coach Rivera talked about in his post-game press conference was what he did like from uh, from seeing the team on the field, what he liked from Taylor Heineke as well. And then he talked about the kicking game, which I'm sure we're going to talk about more in segment two. But first, let's hear from the head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera. Field when we had to. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't convert one one, one situation. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was really pleased with it, though. I really was. I thought there were some really good things, like what I got from the first offensive line. Um, it looks like Logan's picking up where he left off. Uh, the running game, so to click pretty well. I mean, there was a lot of good things that we're gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be feeling good about, and then there's a lot of things that we're gonna look at and say we gotta get better at. Oh, I thought Tyler picked up right where he left off. You know, the, the guy's a high dynamic, energy type player. Did a lot of good things. Um, made some good decisions. Um, you know, and and again, I, I just I, I like who he is as a football player for us right now. Couple missed field goals. Did you get any sense of what happened there? Yeah, we did. Um, you know, we'll take a look at it. We'll we'll define it even more, um, and and really just kind of get that thing worked out. I mean, more so than anything else, for the most part. Is there a concern? About- no, there's not a concern. I, I think it's disappointing, you know. But uh, at uh, at the end of the day, we have a new operation that's got to continue to get worked out, and we've got two more two more preseason games to get it corrected. All right, once again, that is part of Ron Rivera's comments post-game in uh, Gillette Stadium after the Washington football team 22-13 preseason loss to the New England Patriots. We'll have more reaction and analysis, what we liked, what we didn't like. Coming up with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Lock On Washington football team podcast, and we're brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is in the news because of something cool that they're doing uh, for the University of Utah, but they're also on our show and with our network because they're awesome, and they like you, and they like you to celebrate the freedom of choice Because they have so many delicious flavors, it's tough to make just one choice so you can make multiple choices. Whether you're a mint brownie fan, whether you're a peanut butter uh, brownie fan, whether you're orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, salted caramel, doesn't matter. Uh, We tell you all the time what our favorites is, but it's not about us. It's about you, you, what you guys want. And Built Bar is going to work with you if you go to Built.com to get you exactly what kind of combo package that you want. Built Bars are great for you too. Great for a late night dessert, an after workout treat, a meal replacement. They're high in protein, low in calories, 
low in net grams of sugar and net carbs. Oh, 100% covered in chocolate. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast as we rewind on a Washington football 22-13 to loss to the New England Patriots in the preseason lid lifter. David, let's get to it right away. We just heard from Ron Rivera. I mean, I, I think we're going to know what, what we're not going to like, but the stuff that we liked, I, I mentioned the quarterbacks overall uh, generically. I didn't really uh, get into too much nitty-gritty there. Did you like what you saw out of the three, the, the three quarterbacks and, I guess, the number one offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed, you know, again, seeing Ryan Fitzpatrick playing football. It's it's something that we've been talking about all offseason. I obviously have a little bit of an affinity for him, so somebody somebody out there might think that I just have kind of this bias towards Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I will I will tell you as much as I like him as a as a person and even as a player, he's very exciting, very fun. Some of that excitement comes with some terrifying moments because of the way that he plays. And when those moments come, as they inevitably will, uh, listeners to this show will hear me, you know, we like to call it hold him accountable, even though I'm not talking directly to him and it's not my job to hold him accountable. But believe me, that will come. Um, but in this game, Chris, I mean, you, you saw the cool poised veteran and that's what you wanted to see. Ron Rivera talked about it. He saw the command of the offense, the leadership. Not every throw was perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you didn't see any kind of crazy throws or any theatrics that weren't necessary. And what I really like is I got exactly what I asked for personally, which was a completion to an outside receiver, a slot receiver, a tight end and a running back. Literally every mm-hmm. phase, every portion of his weaponry was used in the two drives that he had and fairly efficient five for eight 58 yards 84.4 quarterback rating obviously you would love to see him lead a touchdown drive maybe throw a touchdown uh you know washington fans haven't gotten to see the patented ryan fitzpatrick celebration after a score or a big play in his uniform i'm sure they've seen clips and highlights but uh it, it hits a little bit differently when you're also celebrating for the logo he's doing it and trust me so uh you know, the good official, I mean, the highest, highest rated quarterback in this entire game. So for whatever that's worth, again, it's preseason. But considering the fact that this is their first live action, first time he's allowed to get hit. So all of that kind of stuff, it, it matters. and it adds a little bit of another layer to the whole thing. And you're on the road. So you have the travel, the fatigue from that, the jet lag, all that stuff. So, I mean, it was just kind of good to see him come in there, cool, calm, collected, in control because again this is the first time in a long time that he's just been the guy and kind of his job to lose sort of sort of a situation so it was good to see that out of him yeah two things that i really liked that i'll I'll go quick on mine and then we'll get to the stuff we didn't like um i I, listen i know it's a preseason game and you have 90 guys on the roster but uh, the fact that they spread the ball around and had uh, by my count, and this is an unofficial count, but this is through NFL GSIS, which is the league's official statistical service, 20 different pass catchers. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're not going to have that in a regular season <laughs> game, but that's not the point. The point is this offense is built to not have one specific guy, one specific feature guy 
um, so that Terry McLaurin doesn't have to do it all by himself. So what we saw tonight was more indicative of what I think this offense is going to be about as we move forward, which is really spreading it around and using six, seven, eight different receivers in a regular season game. Obviously, you're not going to see what you saw on Thursday night, but you are going to see seven or eight or nine different guys touch the rock in terms of a receiver in the regular season. So that was one thing. And then how about Chase Young just barreling (laughs) off the edge on, I think it was the second defensive series Mm -hmm. on a third down, and he just lit up Cam Newton. Now, look, Washington should have had a turnover. Deron Payne uh, didn't exactly snatch the football off the ground a couple of times. But Chase Young, if that's the Chase Young we're getting – uh, David, watch out NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chase Young, is he's a man on a mission, and, and he's hungry. And I'll tell you what, the New England Patriots definitely showed the rest of the league. Maybe maybe don't go man-to-man on Chase Young. Maybe give give your guy a, a little bit of help over there on that side of the ball. And, yet, uh with Deron Payne, I mean, listen, uh, I you know, jump on the ball, all that stuff, and, and I know what he was trying to do, and it's preseason, so there's no repercussions, got and all that stuff. But really, I mean – uh, if, if you go back and watch, he has legs stuck out there. I mean, he has legs stuck out there. If a, if a body comes flying into that pile going after that ball, that's that's a that's a devastating injury waiting to happen on top of the rest of the stuff. So, I mean, just a bad decision all around for him. Something I'm sure he's going to get coached. He's already been coached up on. I, pr- I promise you he's already mm-hmm. been talked to about it, if not by just his coaches, also his teammates. Uh, about and he, know, and he knows better, I think. Um, and then uh, really before we get to the stuff, we didn't like just want to shower a little bit more praise. I mean, Jared Patterson, you know, showing that yep. I don't want to call him the real deal because, again, he's not doing it against number ones necessarily, but, you know, plenty of talent leading the team, obviously, in rushing um, and then leading the team also in receiving. So, I mean, showing that versatility that you really just love to have. I think he's jumped uh, a couple of spots in the depth chart, and that's I'm going to cover that in in our expectations part of this. But, uh, Chris, if we flip over to the stuff we didn't like. Uh, the kicking game is is obviously going to be a part of that, and that's a little bit of low hanging fruit. So I want to, uh, as weird as this gonna, is going to sound, I want to make sure that we get uh, somebody on on this conversation that deserves attention here. And unfortunately, it's negative attention. But that's Tamara Hemingway. I mean, uh, if if you're not going to be a receiving tight end, you got to be a blocking tight end. If you're not going to be a blocking mm. tight end, you got to be a receiving tight end. And it's only one game, so you don't want to, you know, you don't want to draw too many conclusions. But tonight, he didn't look like either of them. He didn't look like a blocking or a receiving tight end. And he's got competition. There's a lot of guys in that room fighting for spots. And, and I mean, Samus Reyes looked better than Tamara Hemingway, and, you know, from a holistic standpoint. And for for a guy like Hemingway, that's not something you want to be talking about right now. Yeah, and Hemingway's had a pretty decent camp uh, from what I've seen and what others that have been there every single day have shared with me. So that was a little bit surprising. He got absolutely rocked late in the fourth quarter uh, on a solo block. I forget who the defender was, but he got absolutely bulldozed. You mentioned the field goal kicks and Ron Rivera talked about it. Obviously, I'm not going to harp too much on it, but you know that's been a big worry of mine, special teams and Hopkins. Uh, all offseason and certainly during training camp. One other thing I'll quickly add uh, is, you know, uh, like like on that final touchdown, it, it's mm-hmm. not a big deal because the game, again, was over. But you cannot let somebody, a, a rookie, with, you know, a third or fourth string offensive line go 91 yards without getting a hand basically on it. So yeah. it's a little thing, but it's a big thing because if that happens during the regular season, uh, obviously that's not pretty either. Uh, and, 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 you know, to not have anybody get, 
a hand on him. Mm-hmm. And to get completely blown off the line of scrimmage was disappointing the way that final score for New England wound up. I didn't care about the final result. The game was over already, but right. you know, that uh, trust me, the coaches are going to see that, notice that and make a big deal out of that. Absolutely. And, and Hey, I'll give a shout out real quick to Mike debate of the lots on Patriots podcast. He, he pointed out Ramondre Stevenson as, as a guy that he was very excited to see play and a guy that was fighting really good, you know, for a very important role on this team. And Hey, I mean that kid, uh, he, he turned out some production. So I think that uh, he, he just made Mike look very, very smart. And then, uh, Chris, immediate expectations turning the page towards the Cincinnati Bengals as we get ready to start doing that. And, and, and I like this because it's almost like a bold prediction, but we get to do it in like a knee-jerk fashion. So right after the game, we haven't had any time to really contemplate anything. We haven't had any sleep since the game was over. So this is where we get to kind of make a bold sort of expectation if you if you want to get there. And, and like I said, I like getting really bold. My kind of immediate expectations following this game is that Jarrett Patterson's going to get snaps with the ones against Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. Hmm. I think they that? need to see what Jarrett Patterson can bring with the first unit. And I'm not talking about replacing Antonio Gibson. So nobody go there with me, but right. I think he gets maybe some work in there of, with the first team, a little piece of the pie yeah. and with better blocking ahead of him. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and also to see if he can hold up in pass pro. Cause remember he's real, Uh, diminutive. He looked okay out there tonight from uh, what I was able to see. All right. I like that one. That's interesting. Um, I I guess my immediate expectation slash bold proclamation with a week to go before the preseason home opener against the Cincinnati Bengals is that Washington will play Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to say close to one half Mm -hmm. next Friday night at FedEx field. And if I had to offer up a series number, I'll say six series. I don't think they're going to be able to incrementally go as slow as they want. I think they're going to want to play him. And he seems like the type of quarterback that wants to play a la Tom Brady, very, Uh, You know, very different philosophies around the NFL. You see week one's opponent, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers, none of their guys are playing in the preseason. Uh, Sean McVay doesn't believe in it, but a lot of coaches do. Uh, Bill Belichick, Ron Rivera believe in it. So I think uh, I'll go with Ryan Fitzpatrick playing just shy of a half on Friday night at FedEx field and playing about six series. I don't know if that's bold, but I mean, it's a little bit bold considering they only played two series in the preseason opener. Yeah. I mean, increasing your playing time threefold in in one week is, is pretty dramatic. And, and honestly, Chris, those sound like some pretty fun prop bets. I don't know if our friends at betonline.ag can get those on the board, uh, but if they could, I'd be interested to hear what Washington football team fans think of those lines. And if they want to place bets on the lines that they do have, all they got to do is head over to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it be the upcoming football games or baseball, which is still in, in full swing, or other sports, including UFC and MMA action when it's available for, before the next contest. Head over to betonline.ag, get your great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Again, head over to betonline.ag, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on Washington football team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter. 
at dharrison82 at wrestlemania621 at locked wft pod reacting to the washington football team's first ad- advancement into the preseason as we get set to uh, turn the page next week towards week two uh, or week three i guess technically it is and the cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but Chris, we we asked our listeners to uh, be a little bit less shy and, and interact with us a little bit more and give us some some insight and some thoughts. And we actually have uh, received some other voicemails, and we've got one from a returning caller uh, from earlier on in our, our voicemail adventures. Ah, uh, what up, WrestleMania? What up, D Money? Hey, this is Hogskins. Uh, this is this is my third voicemail. Now that I think about it, uh, I was actually the second voicemail that you guys played after uh Camion. Matter of fact, I, I got to get caught up to that guy, man. He, he got me beat on the voicemails, man. I haven't left a voicemail uh in a while. But anyway, man, I definitely love the, the uh, voicemails, man. And, you know, you guys playing, playing them on the podcast, man. I love to hear. I just want to hear more uh fans of the show and of the team, you know. But uh love it a lot, man. But anyway, uh my question is I want to know what was going on with uh, – Matt Ioannidis, uh, I think the last I heard he was off the COVID list, but I heard that he was practicing on the sidelines, not really like with the rest of the team, something like that. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I haven't really heard much about him. So I just want to know what was going on with him, man. So anyway, guys, uh, you know, looking forward to this first preseason game. And, uh, you know, I'll just talk to you guys after that, man. Leave another voicemail after after the game, you know, with uh, my comments. All right, you guys, take it easy. All right, we appreciate it. As always, thank you, Hogskins. We appreciate you. Uh, and, yes, please do keep the voicemails coming, uh, and we'll play as many of them as we can. So, so David, just a, a quick update. Obviously, that was left before the first preseason game on Thursday night. Matt Ioannidis did not play. Um, he... Uh, was on the COVID list. He tested positive last October when he was already on the IR list. He told us the other day that he and his pregnant wife at that time both tested positive. They delivered their baby son. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's okay. Matt was on the COVID close contact side of the list recently. So he had to miss you know almost a week of practice Uh, Then he came back and he just wasn't ready to play in a football game after missing again, virtually all of last year. So I would hope that if everything goes okay, we'll see him uh, play against the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe not until that final preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens. You don't want to throw these guys right into the fire, but I think he's okay. I think he's healthy uh, for the most part. Um, And I actually thought he looked good. And he told me the other day, you know, look, he wants to play less so he can play better. More, less snaps, he says, equals a better Matt Ioannidis. All right. And that's, that is some, that is some next level self-awareness there that, uh, you know, Chris, as well as I do, you don't see that in the NFL all the time. You know, um, that's some selflessness and that's some self-awareness and, and the ability to understand when you're at your best and contribute where you can. And I know, I can't remember which defensive lineman I know. I know it was one of the interiors. It was either uh, Allen or Payne. One of them said, you know, talked about how uh, excited they were to have Matt Ioannidis back along with Tim Settle out there and, and that guy. And we saw a lot of these other guys out there tonight 
uh, or Thursday night playing. So yeah, they're all looking forward to getting Matt Ioannidis out there. But like you said, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of layers to all of this stuff. So erring on the side of caution, you know, versus the the my favorite phrase is rushing to failure. Don't rush to failure. You know, um, you you can fail anytime. So yep. take your time and succeed the best you can. So yeah, good good to, good to hear that. Matt should be nice and healthy and be able to contribute this year. And then, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, that's the most impressive thing I've heard, I think, all week is that an NFL player says that he's he's aware that, you know, less playing time equals a better him. And that's that's outstanding because that's the kind of attitude you need on a team with the aspirations that this one has. I think it was a great question by whoever asked it. That was me. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um, one last note before we leave, and we'll have obviously more reaction and analysis. I'll be at practice on Sunday morning. So for our next episode, we'll have another practice report. We'll have some more information. Uh, but from the NFL also on Thursday night, Pittsburgh beat Philadelphia 24-16. That's sort of notable because, hey, the Eagles are in the division. But – Dwayne Haskins, mm. 16 of 22, yeah. a buck 61, a touchdown, no picks, and a 108-3 quarterback rating mm. for the former Washington football quarterback. Trade him. <laughs> trade Ryan Fitzpatrick to Pittsburgh for Dwayne yes. Haskins. Exactly. I couldn't wait to just throw that in. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's preseason, so right. everybody should just relax. All right, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. But you know, betting on uh, the NFL preseason is certainly not easy, but it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, as we just mentioned, if you have a question, a topic, a voicemail, you want your voice heard on the show, there's one way to do it. 301-615-3577. Lock it in now for the Locked On Washington football team podcast. 301-615-3577 is our voicemail line or locked WFT pod at gmail.com. David, have a great weekend. We'll reconvene next week uh, as we get ready for the Washington football team and the Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks, everybody, for being with us all week and downloading and subscribing, rating and reviewing, and listening. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast.